Okay, here we are. How to complete form W8 Bend E. Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. And I'm making this kind of as a three-part video series, all of which are linked in their own descriptions. So I just went over what is Form W-8 Bend and why do I have to complete it, which payments from the U.S. are subject to non-resident withholding. And this is really kind of for the U.S. company, but I'm putting it in this video anyways because it, to give you more clarification and maybe if you're working with small U.S. companies, you can contest and work with them on that. And then now, the part that everyone's been waiting for, is how to complete Form W-8 Bend E in 2020. So I have the, the form instructions here, which can help. I have the link to the form not there. And then we're also gonna go through tax treaties because I didn't go through the tax treaties in the other videos, but this is where it really comes into play. So I'm sharing my screen. I want to, actually, I'm gonna do it like this. And I also have pulled up and my face is still there. So I have the W-8 Bend E and I'm gonna complete this from my client who is an Ecuadorian corporation and he um, had something canceled because of all the stuff going on and he's getting insurance proceeds for an event that he had canceled. So the, the insurance company is requesting this form, whether or not his insurance proceeds are going to have withholdings taken out, I don't know. And whether or not they should be taken out, I would say that he's not, these proceeds are not subject to US withholding. However, I'm not, the one who would be on the hook if I'm wrong. Okay, so let's get through, let's get into the form. Okay, so do not use this. First of all, certificate of status of beneficial order for United States withholding and reporting for entities. For use by entities, individuals must use form W-8 Ben. Good. This is the form to get the the link to get the form. Do not use this if you're a U.S. entity, a foreign individual a foreign entity claiming to be doing business in the US, that's W8ECI, a foreign partnership, simple foreign trust, a foreign grantor trust, uh, unless claiming ben treating benefits. So let's check this one out. No, I'll do it later. Uh, any person acting as an intermediary, fine. Intermediary. So name of the organization, this is, that is the beneficial owner who is going to who is the owner, the ultimate owner, right? Permanent residence, okay. And this will be the Ecuador Corporation. If the Ecuador, if the person receiving the payment was an LLC, disregarded entity, we could put the disregarded entity here that's receiving the payment if it was applicable, but there, this Ecuador Corporation doesn't have a disregarded entity receiving the payment. So it's not like a Ecuador Corp, Ecuador LLC and the LLC is receiving the payment. The LLC is not paying tax, so that would be the disregarded entity receiving the payment. Any entity that doesn't pay tax and for tax purposes is disregarded. Uh, I know it mentions here hybrid hybrid entities. Hybrid entities are entities that are taxed differently in different jurisdictions. So an Ecuador Corp that is disregarded in the U.S. would be a hybrid entity. Um, so we're not. This isn't the case. This is high level stuff. If you're so it doesn't apply. So Ecuador Corporation, country of incorporation, Ecuador, and if you and they don't have a disregarded entity, so we're leaving it blank. Chapter three, status type, entity type. What type of entity is it? It's a corporation. It's not disregarded, it's not a partnership, not government, a state, trust, it's none of these things. And again, we can go to the instructions um, for form W8 Ben E. 
Let me see if I can zoom in a little. And so the purpose is, uh, as this is really helpful here too. The form is used by foreign entities to document their status for purposes of chapter three and four, as well as for other code provisions to um, describe later. Foreign persons are subject to tax at 30% rate on the income they receive from U.S. sources that consist of mostly these things, interest, dividends, rent, royalties, premiums, annuities, compensation, substitute payments, other fixed, determinable annual periodic gains, profit or income. It's imposed on the gross amount paid and collected and withheld by the U.S. company. Okay, so from here, they go through and you can read all about it if you want. I'm not going to read it all here. Everyone's going to end the video and go somewhere else. From here, we have specific line-by-line -line instructions. So this is where we're at, part one. Identification of beneficial owner, enter your name, okay? If you're a corporation, enter the country of corporation, that's Ecuador. Three, we already went over disregard entities. Four, check the box that applies. That's the chapter three status type. By checking a box, you're representing you qualify for the classification indicated, you must check the box that represents your classification under U.S. tax principles. Um, so per the U.S. tax principles, this Ecuador corporation would be a U.S. corporation as well. That's per the rules and how Ecuador corps are treated. Generally, if you have a corporation in any country, it's treated as a corp in the United States. Doesn't mean it's a U.S. corporation. It's just treated the same way. There's a lot of information in here about foreign financial institutions. So that's a huge thing with FATCA is money coming to and from foreign banks and foreign financial institutions and reporting and sharing of information in foreign governments. This form is very intimidating because of all of this garbage that's in the form, but it doesn't need to be that complicated. So um, chapter four status, the FATCA status, um, line five, check the box that applies to your chapter four status. You're only required to provide a chapter four status on this form if you are the payee of a withholdable payment or documenting the status of a financial account you own, you hold with a foreign financial institution requesting this form. For most chapter four statuses, you have to complete an additional part. Foreign financial institutions, nope. Nonprofit, nope. Account, not a financial account, nope. And Okay, so that goes to line seven. So let's do um, let's do this. So chapter four, let's read through these statuses. And it has them all listed here. So a non-participating, nope, it's not a foreign financial entity. Nope, 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 nope. Sponsored, nope, not a foreign financial entity. Institution, excuse me. Not a bank, not a, nope, not a foreign financial institution. Close sale investment vehicle, no. No investment entities that do not maintain financial records. Owner documented foreign financial, nope. Restricted distributor, nope. Non-reporting foreign financial institution, foreign government, and international organization. What's X? For, let's go to part 14. Let's see what that what they're asking for there. International organization. Let's see what that is. Um Okay, so that's like uh, the World Health Organization is compromised primarily of foreign governments. So like the World Health Organization would be an international organization. So it's not that. Retirement plans, 
Uh, entity wholly owned by exempt owners. Don't think so. Territory, financial, nope. Accepted non-financial group entity. Nope. Accepted non-financial startup. Accepted, nope. Um, so many that don't apply. Charitable organization, nonprofit, publicly traded um, company. Accepted territory. What? I think we found it. Active, non-financial foreign entity. So it's just an active foreign business. Yeah, it sounds good. Or a passive non-foreign financial entity. Let's confirm that NFFE. Let's look at the first control F, confirm that acronym NFFE. Non-financial foreign entity, just to confirm. So I don't want to be putting something up that gets the people that's helpful and that's wrong. Okay, so active non-financial foreign entity, complete form XXV. Let's just jump down and see what XXV is. 25, ridiculous, XXV. I certify that, and this is a certification, just check the box. The entity identified in part one is a foreign entity that is not a financial institution. Okay. Less than 50% of the gross income is passive income and less than 50% of the assets held by such entity are assets that produce or help for production of passive income. So that's it, right? If it's, and if you don't satisfy these tests, guess what? You're a passive non-financial foreign entity. So that, that's it. So we're saying active. This guy sells stuff. So it's an active non-financial foreign entity. All right. It's, it's so ridiculous, this form. Like it's all about, it's so high level, but so many regular businesses have to complete it. Line six. Let's go back to the instructions. Done with you. Done with you. Done with you. Check out line six. Enter the permanent residence address of the entity identity identified in line one. The address is in the country where you claim to be a resident for purposes of income tax. Cool. So Ecuador Street, Quito, Ecuador. Obviously, that's, you know, whatever. That's not right. Um, Line seven, enter your mailing address only if it's different from six. So we're going to say it's the same. No mailing address. Okay, line eight, enter your U.S. employer identification number, your EIN. An EIN is a taxpayer identification number for entities. If you do not have an EIN, apply for one on form SS4. Um, application for identification number if you are required to obtain U.S. 10. So... If this is something that's going to happen and you're going to get withholding taxes on uh, according to your uh, activities, then you probably want a U.S. tax ID. Right now, just specifically now because of what's going on, um, the IRS isn't processing EINs. It's kind of a headache. Um, if you don't have one, just submit it and see what happens, especially if you don't think you should have withholdings. But if this is something that you're dealing with and they're withholding over and over every year and you know you're getting royalty payments and there are withholdings, uh, then give this number. But again, um, if you don't have it, just give it to give it to whoever you need to give it to. Right. 
Um, you must provide a U.S. tax identification number if you are claiming an exemption for annuities, claiming benefits under a tax treaty, and have not provided a foreign TIN on line 9B. So if you're doing a tax treaty, you definitely need the foreign TIN. And I would I would include the foreign TIN. So let's say their, their tax number in Ecuador is that. Um, however, TIN is not required to be shown in order to claim the treaty benefits on the following items of income for dividends, 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 interest royalties, securities, stocks, obligations. Fine. So put your foreign tax ID number. Cool. So um, that's 9A, that's 9B. Wait, okay, so 9A is if you're a foreign financial institution, then you need to have your GIIN. Okay. Um, actually, there's more to it. Reporting model one, direct reporting, NFE, trustee document is foreign person, provides form. You are required to enter your GIN, your GIIN on line 9A if you're a trustee. Uh, if you are not, you must provide, if you are non-reporting IGA, none of this applies. So I think the GIN number, and I don't even know what that number is. I'm not going to pretend I do, and I didn't research it before. What is a GIN? FATCA registration list. Okay, so you need to register for FATCA to um get that number and if you're not required to register then you don't have to get the number let's go back to the instructions and go to the um go to line 10. 9b line 10. um you can basically make up a reference id number um this line may be used by your uh, agent to include any referencing information that is useful to withholding agent for documenting you for example if you're associating two different things, you might want to use 10 to make the association clear. Okay. So that's that. That's like page one. This is like the majority of what most people need this thing for. It's so much information for a name, Ecuador, a name, a country, check the box, probably check one of these two and then put an address in your foreign tax ID. And that's like what most people are going to be using this for, like be completing. Disregarded entity or branch receiving payment. Complete only if a disregarded entity with a GIN or branch instruction. So if you have a foreign financial institution, there's a this form is obviously very complicated and it's for you. That's not what this video is for. This video is for everyone with a regular business or investment business that just needs this form to give to their U.S. Um, payor. Okay. Perfect. So now part three, claim of treaty benefits. This is very applicable. This happens to affect a lot of people. I don't think there's, there's not a U.S. tax treaty with U.S. and Ecuador. So U.S. tax treaties, A to Z. So in the tax treaties list, we don't have Ecuador. So honestly, we can't do anything here. If we, let's say we were doing something, I use Venezuela because it's the only Latin American country, ironically, really with a, a tax treaty. I don't know what's going on with the US. Mexico has a really good tax treaty, but they're, they're literally our neighbors, but you know, no other Latin American countries have one. It's pretty crazy to me, except for Venezuela. So let's look at Venezuela's income tax treaty. So if you go to dividends, because dividends, remember, are re reportable payments, 
they have a little thing here. However, such dividends may also be taxed. Okay. Um, I don't want to, this isn't a treaty video, but 15% um, on the gross amount of dividends. So normally it's 30% on everything because there's a treaty, it's 15%. So here we would put check the beneficial owner as a resident of insert treaty country within the meaning of the treaty. Um, check this box so that you do everything. You derive um, the income for which the treaty benefits are claimed and you meet the requirements for it. Uh, for dividends, it would be, you know, you have to pick the box that applies. Um, probably the beneficial owner is claiming benefits for U.S. source dividends. Well, that's easy. Um, so you have to pick the treaty part that applies. And then you talk about the position, uh, the special rates and conditions here. And this is you saying the beneficial owner is claiming the provisions of the article and paragraph, article 10, paragraph 2. You can put a little quote in there to claim a blank percent rate of withholding because again it's a flat 30 percent generally and from if you're referencing a treaty you put the treaty article and then the actual tax rate and then you put the type of income and then you can explain the conditions if you want and that's really the treaty section again it's different for everyone but it's not super complicated you just need to pull the treaty pull the part of the income and then fill it out correctly What's awesome about this form is that it doesn't actually go to the IRS. It just goes to the person who's paying you. So it's kind of inconsequential. Like you can always change it, but there's no like, there's no penalties for if you, if you do it, if you do your best and do it wrong, it's really not that much risk for you. All the risk is on the person paying you. And then I don't think anything else applies. Sponsored foreign financial institution, certified deemed compliant bank, foreign financial institution, these are all just for the other sections. International organization, exempt retirement plans, exempt owners, nonprofits, blah, 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 and substantial. Okay. So let's see. We checked 25 right here. Active non-financial foreign entity. Then we have passive. That's fine. And then substantial U.S. owners of passive. So this is kind of annoying. I haven't had to fill this out, but... When you have U.S. people who own foreign um, companies that are doing investments, it's a PFIC. I don't know why you would need this form in the end, but that's fine. And then at the end, you have to sign it and certify that you have the capacity to sign it. And that's the form. So for my client, this is it. Ecuador Corporation, Ecuador Corporation Box, active non-financial foreign entity, address foreign tin. Check that box 25 right here and then sign it and check that box and wait and see because a lot of it's really tricky so a lot of u.s companies will request this form and won't do any withholding but most will do withholding if you think that the withholding is being done improperly and you're not subject to withholding based on this previous video which is again linked down below then contact me and we can file a tax return and claim a refund for you. Okay. And that's really your only recourse in this situation. So in summary, I mean, in this video, we just talked about how to complete the form W8 Ben E. If you thought it was helpful, thanks for watching. Please give me a thumbs up, like, and subscribe. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to schedule a call with me to go over any questions you have for uh, the calls with Jim section of the channel, the links in the description as well as the links to these other videos if you want to get into more of the
details of the form WA band, why it's required and how, how to do it. Cause I want to make it a little more complete and I didn't want to post this whole hour long video all at the same time. Cause no one will watch it. Okay. So, um, I hope this was helpful. I hope this helps you complete your forms and I hope you don't have your, uh, uh, withholdings, improper withholdings taken out of your payments from your U.S. Uh, clients. Okay, so thanks so much for watching. I hope this was helpful. Until the next time.